0: Hello, my name is Andrew Gary and welcome to Seismic Sound Off, in-depth conversations in applied geophysics. One of the most important functions of a professional society is honoring those who have made significant contributions to the profession and to science. For one of my favorite episodes from last year, Seismic Sound Off again highlights two of the award winners from 2018, Albert Tarantola and Rinald Sen. Albert Tarantola was awarded the 2018 Maurice Ewing Medal. The highest honor given by the SEG to a person who has made distinguished contributions both to the advancement of the science and to the profession of exploration geophysics. In a first for the award, Albert Tarantola was awarded this prestigious honor posthumously. I speak with Rule Sneeder on his colleague receiving this honor. Ronald Sin was awarded the 2018 Virgil Kaufman Gold Medal, an honor given to a person that has made an outstanding contribution to the advancement of the science of geophysical exploration as manifested during the previous five years. We also will have a future episode speaking to the inaugural winner of the Craig J. Beasley Award for Social Contribution, Paul Bowman. For a full list of the 2018 honors and awards, please visit scg.org slash podcast. First, my conversation with Rule Sneeder. So this year marks the first time SEG has bestowed its highest honor, the Maurice Ewing Medal, posthumously. You kindly accepted the Maurice Ewing Medal on behalf of Albert Tarantola. What did it mean to you to be able to accept this award on Albert's behalf?
1: Well, that's an interesting question. Um, when I was first asked to do it, I, it, it seemed sort of like, okay, I'm helping out with something that needs to be done and then i started thinking about it and you know albert tarantola i'll call him albert we go back since since the mid-1980s i know him for a long time he was a colleague and a good friend and it actually it was quite emotional for me to be up there and to and to to speak on his behalf i mean of course i, I couldn't really speak on his behalf but yeah it, it was a very emotional uh, moment for me and and um, it also was important for me to be able to share that with, uh, with the SEG members that were present at the uh, at the honors and award ceremony.
0: For those that may not know of Albert, could you please tell us a little bit about what his contributions were to geophysics, as well as a little bit about himself?
1: Yeah, so Albert came from. Uh, I mean, he had a, he had a training in, in in general relativity, which is important. I'll explain that later, and then he came into geophysics by working on geodesy. So he was involved also with geodetic field works in, uh, in in Africa, and then he really moved into sort of the seismic work by combining sort of Bayesian statistics with seismic imaging and and I, I think it's interesting that, uh, he, that his whole framework for doing it was was based on on measuring probabilities, which all has to do with measuring with measures of mathematical quantities. And that's, that, of course, he picked up in, in general relativity, which is also, which has to do with, uh, with, uh, with the measures of, uh, of space-time, the curvatures of space-time. And I think that really influenced his work in, in, uh, in geophysics. Regarding his personality, he was a very passionate man. He was passionate about everything he did. And if he wasn't passionate about something, he just would not do it. He was very outspoken. Um, he would sometimes have big arguments with others because he felt very strongly about issues, whether they were scientific or society, societal. So he, had, um, he was always in the, in the midst of controversy, uh, but I would say in a, in, a, in a good way. He would stir the pot, and he would love stirring the pot. And he also just loved interacting with people. He just, he just thrived being around people and, and working together with people.
0: There are two things that really stood out to me in your acceptance speech, both revolving around quotes that Albert signed for you in, in two books, one of his own, I believe. Could you tell us these quotes and, and what they say about him?
1: Sure. Yeah. So the, 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 the first quote that I mentioned was um, it, it, it sort of goes back to an episode when you were in his office and um, he learned that I, I I'd never studied general relativity. Which, as I mentioned earlier, was very important for him. So he said, you know, C'est impossible. It's impossible. And so he goes to his bookshelves, takes out the book of Weinberg, which is a very expensive and a very heavy book. And he wrote into it, Rends le même point en retour, mais en idée. So give the same weight back to me, but as ideas. And, you know, I mean, Albert was a man of ideas, whether they were scientific or, uh, or societal. He mostly cared about ideas, and he especially loved fundamental ideas. The more, the more fundamental they were, the more passionate he was about them. And um, I also had his book, Elements for Physics, and he wrote in it, Pour rule en souvenir d'une longue complicité intellectuelle, for rule as a memory for a long intellectual complicity. And, and he loved, I, I love that word, intellectual complicity, because that's what he loved to do with his friends, so just that long conversations talk about science, talk about other issues. He was a very, very intellectual man in that regard.
0: What is your favorite memory of Albert?
1: Well, he was a colorful person, so I have many memories of him. But I think, I think one of my favorite memories were that we were talking in his office about quantum mechanics, and he had never studied quantum mechanics. And he realized what a, what a gap that was. And what, what a normal person would have done, he would have gotten a, you know, a book and, 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 and studied... Uh, quantum physics, uh, but Albert was a big thinker, so he immediately picks up the phone, calls the, the, the biggest experts on quantum mechanics in uh, in France, who happened to work at École Normale Supérieure in Paris, and he introduced himself, and he says, you know, I'm Professor Tarantola, uh, I discovered I know nothing about quantum mechanics, could you meet with me once a week to to teach me? And that's what he did. And so... He bought two copies of a, of a wonderful book on quantum mechanics, Quantique, uh, one copy for him, one copy for me, that we studied together. And then once a week, we would go to his colleague who we had never met before. And it was sort of funny because Albert sort of struggled with the quantum physics, and I struggled with French because all the conversations were in French, and, and the book was in French. I think the whole episode, first of all, it was just a way to spend a lot of time with him together on a, on a professional topic, um, but it also speaks to the way he would do things. You know, he was a big thinker. If you want to learn a new topic, you call the ultimate expert in the country to teach you. And he just made that commitment to himself also. Okay, I'm, I'm going to study this. We're going, I'm going to spend every week. I'm going to sit down together with Rule, We're going to study this together. And we just had a, had a wonderful time. But it also sort of sheds lights on his character of thinking big.
0: What would Albert have said had he accepted this award?
1: That's a good question. You know, I mean, even when, when Albert was alive, it was always difficult to predict what he would say. He would change his mind often. You know, I, I, I once remember he was giving a talk at a summer school and he started off by saying, you know, I was thinking about my talk last night and I, dis- I discovered it was all wrong. We have to start all over again. And so he would <laughs> start on a completely different path. So it's dangerous to, uh, to um, speculate on what he would think. I think he would he would he would thank the SEG. I think he would uh, thank his wife Maria for his uh, for her support over so many years. And then I think he would he would start talking about how he started the whole field of waveform inversion in the nineteen eighties, how he made big promises, how he got a big team together, which was very exciting, how he got exciting equipment. There, you know, we, there was a connection machine, and and Albert he loved gadgets. How he did. All sorts of gadgets, he loved them. And that in the mid-90s, he he discovered he just could not deliver. The computers of those days could not do the task. And then that was typical. Albert. He just walked away from it, he says, okay. Um, And he went to a conference, the IUGG meeting in in Vienna, and he just got up there, and he basically got up in front of 400 people, and he said, I made all these promises. It cannot be done. You have to find a different way. But he was wrong. And in 2005, the, the whole field came back. And the full waveform inversion became big. And he probably would describe how he much enjoyed seeing it come back. And he just saw the beginning of the comeback of that, of that whole field. And then I think he would, he would thank the people he worked with. He couldn't name all of them because there's a ton of them, but he would probably pick out a few. That's my guess.
0: You had mentioned that what Albert really wanted to do was devise a theory that would change the world. You've talked a lot how he was he was big on ideas. So how how do you how so how how do you think he would have done that?
1: Well, because I, because I know that for as long as I know him, in parallel to his work in geophysics, he always was working on some very fundamental physical problems in very unconventional ways. And so I think it was just after, the years after I left Paris, he got sort of obsessed with the torsion of space-time. So in general, relativity, uh, space and time is has a curvature. But he says, no, no, we also have to take the torsion into account. And he got really interested in that. and And I think he wanted to, I think his deep wish was to come up with a theory that would sort of account for that extension of general relativity and use that to explain, for example, the stability of the electron. You know, one day he came into, I talked to him, he was super excited because he think he could explain the, the stability of the electron from the torsion of space-time. And then later he wrote his book, Elements of Physics, which is not well known in, in the geophysics community, which was less ambitious, but it also is a, was a big picture view of uh of physics, a bigger picture than, than what, what most people do. And I think he wanted to make sort of fundamental changes. Uh, to be honest, I don't think he achieved that. But I think for, you know, for every hundred or a thousand Albert Einsteins, there's probably 99 or 999 attempts. And, and I think he was one of those.
0: How does his contributions live on today?
1: Well, I, th- I think he really, he, he, his whole Bayesian framework for Basically, model estimation in, in, in geophysics has become wildly popular, and it's been wildly popular in, uh, in, in seismic imaging because it's, it also paved the way for full waveform inversions and to do that in very effective ways. But also in other areas of geophysics, whole-Earth geophysics, is his sort of statistical framework is very widely used. So I think I think he had a, he had a big impact. I think the the impact was actually so big that 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 people don't even think about it anymore. Like, okay, this was his contribution, uh, but he really he put a statistical framework up for uh, for model estimation in geophysics. And of course, model estimation is one of the biggest things that we do in uh, in, in geophysics. So I think that would that would be his biggest contribution. I also think that people are sort of abusing his work because what, what Albert described as sort of a priori knowledge, what you know about a model before you analyze the data, people use as a, as a, as a tool to make the solutions uh, stable, which would go very much against his philosophy. But he definitely had a, had a gigantic impact. And the whole field of full waveform inversion, which is very, very popular now in the SCG crowd, uh, he basically build a foundation for it
0: what would you like to leave our listeners with regarding his life and his contributions
1: i think he would say never give up be bold dream be willing to engage don't just march on the same path i I think he really would want us to 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 make a difference both uh, scientifically and uh, and also in in other ways and he would uh, he would encourage us to uh, to do so with a with, with, with Zesto and August, which he also had for, uh, for, for his life and his work.
0: Is there anything else you would, you would like to share?
1: No, you know, I mean, I've, 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 I feel very privileged I had a chance to work with him. And I know I'm not alone, but the nomination for him was written by, by a large group of people. And so I think there's, there's a lot of people who, who miss him. You know, I, I think his passing away was a real loss for the community, and I miss him too. What more can I say?
0: To read the citations for each award winner, find the November edition of the Leading Edge at library.seg.org. Now, for my conversation with Rinald Sen. What was your reaction when you learned that you would receive the Virgil Kaufman Gold Medal?
2: Well, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. Uh, when I first saw the email from Mandy, I thought I was being asked to write a letter for someone. However, uh, when I read the mail and I found that I was selected for this award, uh, I felt truly honored.
0: What kind of taking a step back, what excited you about pursuing a career in the geosciences?
2: Well, you know, uh, I grew up in a small town. Uh, It's a beautiful town surrounded by mineral resources. Only a few miles to the north uh, of mica mines. And in the south and southwest, we have a vast span of coal mines. So I grew up wondering where all these resources came from and how could people figure out what to dig. At the same time, I was really passionate about physics and math in high school. So when I went to college at the Indian School of Mines, uh, geophysics was a natural choice.
0: Was it pretty easy for you to discover that there was a connection between math and physics and, and the rocks and those resources you grew up near?
2: In the beginning, it was not. It was more geology, but after a year or so, I, I saw the connection and I got real excited
0: about it. Why, why do you love geophysics?
2: Well, actually, you know working uh, in geophysical problems is like solving puzzles, and uh, I read papers and articles from many disciplines other than geosciences as well, and I find many similarities in the problems and uh, and in fact, in other words, it's really the cross-disciplinary nature of geophysics that excites me the most.
0: Speaking of papers, how have you managed to create a record of more than 3,300 citations?
2: It's actually more than 8,000.
0: <laughs> well, I stand corrected. I, I'm even more just in awe.
2: Uh, well, you know, generally I do not look at this number, but uh, I do find it very satisfying that my peers find our work useful. Uh, We work on some of the most challenging problems, and I guess uh, that must be the reason for a large number of
0: citations of our work. What are you most proud of to date regarding your accomplishments and contributions to the field?
2: Well, of course, I'm indeed happy that we're able to make useful contributions in research, but uh, I'm really proud of the large number of graduate students and postdocs who work with me and are working and are making contributions in the industry. On the personal side, uh, I'm proud that my own daughter is a geophysicist and my son is a mathematician. So they are both working in a field that are very close to my heart.
0: Do they ever call on you for, for some help? They try not to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I give, I give them advice anyways.
0: It's hard-earned advice you have, 8,000 plus papers. In the award citation, the authors say you, you show no sign of letting up. So what are you most excited for looking ahead in your work?
2: You know, in geophysics, uh, there is no shortage of challenging problems. That is the most exciting part. And uh, as the computers get faster, we try uh, to solve uh, problems that we would not even think about solving some years ago. And that's what really keeps us all going. It's really exciting to be in.
0: Speaking of these students that you're proud of, is there one thing that you hope your students that pass through your way remember about geophysics?
2: Yes, uh, that geophysics is a branch of geosciences. And so the most important part or most important goal is to unravel the mysteries of the subsurface and uh, do not believe in any technique that, is, that does not work on real data. That would be my advice to all of my students that have done that several times.
0: For those that didn't have a chance to hear your acceptance speech at Anaheim, could you provide a little excerpt of your speech?
2: Many years ago, uh, during one of the C.G. conferences, I went up to the recipient of the Kaufman Medal of that year. I was a very young scientist then, and congratulated him. And to that, he said, Renal you yeah, I must have done something good. So I feel the same feeling. And I'd like to thank the geophysics community in general for the recognition and considering me worthy of this medal. Thank you.
0: Is there any, anything you would like to leave for maybe young society members who, who really want to be involved and contribute to not only the field, but also the Society of, of Exploration Geophysicists? Yes. uh,
2: I always advise young students to flip through the pages of geophysics, even the undergrads, because I grew up doing that and uh, didn't make any sense to me when I was a first year or second year undergrad. But uh, eventually I found, oh, yeah, I can understand what's written in there. So I really advise them to participate in SEG activities in all possible forms and basically read. Geophysics, the leading edge, and the interpretation, and they will find a lot of interesting ideas in there.
0: When you think back on your career to date, is there a moment or something where you felt like things finally, you understood geophysics in a way differently than you had prior to that time?
2: Yes. One of the reasons that uh, I went to grad school is uh, after my undergrad, I was uh, hired to be a seismic processor. And I was asked my boss to do migration of some seismic data. And uh, I had no clue about what migration was. It was very new then, and I was only taught about some geometric method of migration. So I pulled out some papers, and um, I thought the math was wrong. And uh, so I thought I must I must go to grad school to have better understanding of wave propagation, as indeed, uh, after a couple of years in grad school, when I went back and read those papers, then started to make sense as to why the math didn't seem right, but they worked, and why people took those shortcuts that needed to me, be, because otherwise, we could not come up with an algorithm that is practical. So I'm glad I went to grad school, and primarily because I wanted to have a better understanding
0: of the current developments, and
2: that's never going to be a mistake for anyone.
0: Is there any other final thoughts you would like to leave with our listeners?
2: Well, I'd say that uh, just do what you, were, what you like doing the best. Then you'd be putting best efforts and people will really recognize and, and you will be able to make an impact. That's what I'd like to say to the young geophysicists.
0: Almost well, most excellent. Congratulations on your honor. And uh, thank you for taking the time to speak with me. Thank you very much. At seg.org slash podcast, you will find the full list of award winners and links to the leading edge article. Follow Seismic Sound Off at seg.org slash podcast to hear new episodes or subscribe for free on your phone. Seismic Sound Off is sponsored by the SEG Wiki, the place to find hundreds of biographies of geoscientists, open access tutorials, and ongoing translations of SEG's best selling book, Robert Sher's Encyclopedic Dictionary. Type wiki.seg.org into your browser to visit the world's first online geophysics encyclopedia. Original music by Zach Bridges. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary. The SEG podcast team is Jennifer Crockett, Allie McGinnis, and Mick Sweeney. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.